Good to have you with us on Red Barn Radio. I'm Brad Becker. We continue to celebrate the 20th season of Red Barn Radio, and tonight we welcome you to show number 762. Our guest this week is Nat Myers, and if you love the blues, this is the show you've been waiting for. Nat Myers is from Kenton County, Kentucky, which is in the northern part of the state and the third largest of our Commonwealth counties next to Jefferson, which is where Louisville is, and Fayette, Lexington, our home. Nat is a talented interpreter of traditional fingerstyle acoustic blues, but he's developed a great repertoire of his own song stories set to a music that harkens back to the early 1900s. Nat's delivery follows in the footsteps of players like Blind Lemon Jefferson, Mississippi Fred McDowell, and his favorite Charlie Patton. Time passes, but the blues remain. Tonight, the blues is here with us from Kenton County, Kentucky. Welcome, Mr. Nat Myers, to the Red Barn stage. cigarettes off the ground you know me W-E-K-U, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. 
Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. If you're just joining in, our guest this evening is Nat Myers. Music critic Nicholas Williams from American Songcaster says this, Nat Myers' style is homemade and unplugged. He's an artist that transports listeners to a forgotten time with an effervescent and authentic candor. Nat plays and sings in an unforgettable way, and I hope once you watch or listen to this evening's program, folks, you'll take some action and let him know how much you enjoyed it. Tonight, at least a few of the tunes he'll play come from Hobo Wine and Remedy Blues, released less than a year ago. Welcome back, Nat Myers, to Red Barn Radio. is our guest this evening. He's from Kenton County, Kentucky. He's been pretty busy over the past couple of years. He's been touring with Willie Watson from Old Crow Medicine Show and now Langhorn Slim. You were a baby in Missouri, Nat, but uh, yeah. did most of your growing up in, in Kenton County, that Kentucky place that some people mistake for Ohio. So I got an older brother. He's about, he's 14 years my my senior, so I think he's about 45 now. He lives up okay. in Boston. I got a half-brother. He's in the in the Air Force. He works for uh, JAG. He's a JAG lawyer. My dad came from, uh, I think, Fort Wayne, but I think his, uh, the Meyer side of my family, the white side of my family is from uh, the Ozarks around, I believe. My mom's from Pusan, South Korea. She's born in 52. Uh -huh. She came over here, I think, around 69, 70, something like that. 
I was born in Kansas City, but most of the things, honestly, I remember just Kentucky side. It's interesting that you said that about uh, Northern Kentucky, you know, mistaken for Ohio, but I'm sure some folks in Southern Ohio get mistaken for Kentucky sometimes too. Man. Yeah, I suppose yeah. so, right. I suppose it goes both ways. <laughs> yeah. My darling, tell me your history. Darling, wanna get drunk sipping on your poetry. My darling soul, who's speaking in rhyme when they start sipping on the whole wine? My darling, I'm a simple man. Need me a bona fide dog, gonna understand. My darling soul, who's sweet and kind? Ain't no bonnie and a show as hell, ain't no cloud. aren't really uh too into music my brother was in a uh, the, the college marching band stuff like that i really got playing music kind of by myself and my way into music honestly came from uh, poetry in between writing poems or uh working on verses uh, i was just kind of dinking around on the guitar and eventually i figured out you know this is actually a perfect way to start doing it. And, uh, was that as early as middle school? I started playing around when I was 13. That's when my parents, I'm left-handed, so I was playing on some like right-handed guitars, just kind of upside down for uh -huh. a little bit. But <laughs> when I was about 13, my, my mom got me a cheap old, uh, one of them like plywood Gibson. I think it's a Gibson. Oh. Um, but you know, like the starter kit kind of stuff. And yeah. I didn't start till really playing music kind of like more serious until maybe like right out of college so yeah. in the earliest days when you were fiddling around with music were you just sort of doing kid stuff just 
stuff you played on you heard on the radio and you, you like to check out when i was little i used to i used to turn the volume up when my folks was out work i used to turn the volume up on stuff like sublime or minor threat and stuff and just like air guitar to myself like i was on a stage and um i think you know this is less uh yeah kind of how i got started so well, I knew a honcho 20 years out the pokey, he was living on the fringe. Spent his days cock fighting, tasting his darling's old Leo margarine. Romeo, Romeo, where in the world did the Romeo? said, darling, we're gonna get rich. Then he burnt that stead on down, collect that little with the shoulder pad that make him look six feet wide and illusion rose pinned beside his lap back to those early days i'm wondering were there other kids in that neighborhood you connected with you have good memories of friends and neighbors you had <laughs> you know i didn't really hang out with too many folks in my subdivision I'm, i grew up in villa hills which is named after uh the villa madonna academy up there then uh the nuns live up there most of my friends uh, that i grew up with they lived in ludlow and bromley so th those are two cities right along the river just a little west of covington so when i was like 15 16 I, music's always been a real personal thing to me it's kind of been something I do in my Tom Jode hole a lot of my mm -hmm. friends were really into folk music and I remember they, they had this uh 
get together when they's uh, 14, 15, called Front Porch Folk. And so kind of efficient friend named Bobby. He always had the drive to put on things. So he did uh, this thing called Hullabaloo up where I'm from for a couple years, just a small, you know, 100, 200 people. You know, the friends kind of play music. So that's honestly where I got started into working it on my own just because, you know, I maybe it's just competition a little bit, but it's like all my friends can play out a little bit. Like, why can't I get a little nifty on the guitar too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Huh. We ain't got hawking to your third eye. You hawk right back and you climb from cloud nine. Your mama, she would know back us bitter. Ain't been right since the old blue dog it bitter. You got hit back when you was 23 to a long hauler in a shotgun wedding. Three decades on and he got the black lung. Curve fill him more for the good that he done. Try again next season, next year. Out in the rain where you can't see my tears. Out in the rain where you can't see my tears. You were dreaming all about his reincarnation. Coming back to earth as a lonely crustacean. Preacher says soul gonna flee Babylon. How come psychics say his ghost drinking bottles of bomb? Siding his saying like a step at a time. Spoonful of sugar worth a lifetime of ride. Damn them torpedo, honey, full steam ahead. Get through the life we gonna wind up dead. Saved on us, scratch off and die So you ain't ever gotta work until the next five If the good Lord book you no longer abide Don't let the devil know that you ain't even trying Bear me under a bed of roses Dance on my coffin like they does in New Orleans Try again next season, next year Out in the rain where you can't see the tears Out in the rain where other kids in your neighborhood and in your school who you felt looked like you oh no man no no not really at all I mean I think there may be two Asian folks who went to my school there weren't really many African-American people neither um I, I mainly grown up in uh kind of white environs uh you know most of the people I've grown up with they don't look like me but whether or not it's on purpose or anything you kind of feel like a foreigner in your own land a little bit you know I didn't really take to too much because that's why I started hanging out with cats from Ludlow and Bromley, which is just a little further from my house. But, you know, kids on my block would, like, steal my Pokemon cards and stuff like that, you know. So I always describe it as, you know, get country real quick up there, too. A lot of the roads and such is named after the old families and their actual, like, kids in your school and stuff that you grow up with. So I think I really kind of kept to myself when it came to writing the music a little bit. I had this real good friend, John McAfee. It was one time, probably when we were 15, he pulled out a 
old Remington typewriter out of his like clothes closet to give it to me. But I remember he was doing a jig to uh, bumming around uh, this this song by uh, oh, I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but I remember thinking to myself like, man, if I can make a music makes music to make like folks move like that, then I think I'd be real happy about it. But <laughs> musical interests of my friends dictated where I came from a lot. I used to listen to a lot of punk and a lot of hardcore and pop punk stuff like that. It's real popular where I'm from. The transition, I guess, is just kind of like I, I always admire folks who can play it like like uh, note for note. Um, you know, if you can play a Roscoe Holcomb song or uh, you know a Doc Boggs song, like pitch perfect. Like to me, you're a better musician than I am. It's something that I admire. Most of my stuff's just kind of yeah, just kind of knickknacking off greater musicians, I suppose, from back in the day. I've always been interested in history as well. I think that's one of the reasons why I started getting more into the pre-war and honestly, my punk background because I. I think kind of the punkest thing you can be doing right now is listening to Carl Martin, you know, on, on YouTube videos and stuff, so. Yeah. <laughs> My baby got the rock. I got the pick, tell me where dawn I'm gonna dig, dig, dig. Tell me your name, where to dig my well. My old autovine honey sure do cure dry spell. When the new default come a boogie in it, my baby gonna make a living divining. Tell me your name, where to dig my well. You know, I went to Dixie Heights High School on Dixie Highway, Turkey Foot Middle School on Turkey Foot. And I, I got a helping hand from folks who kind of recognize that I got the muse or I got something in me that's kind of yeah. like wants to be more than just like, you know, work day and I guess when I get older. I mean, they try to cultivate that a lot. You know, Chris Gillis over at Dixie Heights High School or Miss McCormick, my history teacher, actually telling me like what kind of direction I want to go in, you know, writing poetry was mainly the thing. You know, I, 
I'd skip my German class I'm in my lunch break so I could go hang out with Chris Gillis and he could read me poems or you know even the scholastic contest you know he'd be reading what all the other students were doing at the other schools and if he liked something he'd read their poetry to me and stuff and so I definitely owe a lot to the teachers I've encountered I guess because I didn't really have no direction until you know until I was a little older I guess. I had this one teacher his name was John Fisher he worked at Louisville I remember I, I'd written like an essay or something like that he was teaching epic Greek poetry to us. Is this in college? Yeah this yeah. in college in Louisville yeah. and uh he took me aside after class one day and he was like, you write poetry, don't you? Just from reading what I was doing. And he was like, what have you read? Have you read any of the ancients? Have you read any of this stuff? And you know, uh, the Homeric quality of poetry, which I think is like one of the highest forms, uh, really kind of like seeing that there was no wall between, you know, performing music and poetry that, the, you know, we've kind of dissected them a little and made them different genres or different disciplines or whatever, but they're like very much the same. I think, you know, and this is not knocking none of the poets I, um, I studied with or I've read or none, but I think a lot of the poets I know nowadays are playing on guitars and they're singing for folks right now and touring around the world, so.
Back with more Red Barn Radio after this break. Red Barn Radio, roots music, Southern style. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Red Barn Radio, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. Red Barn Radio, roots music, Southern style. When all the mother pup approved the owner of the fool, 
one I got is called 38 Parallel Blues. Uh, I don't really play it out too much, um, but a friend of mine's been listening to it a lot. He's telling me it's a good song, so I shouldn't be shy from it. Let's see if my fingers keep up. But I lived up in New York for a little bit, and I was working on, uh, well, you know, kind of like the base of this song. I think Dahl was telling me about the story of how his uncle was, uh, you know, he had just gotten out of jail, but he was like, he was planning on leaving the state or something. He was going to wind up breaking his parole, and I thought that was, a, you know, an interesting story. So uh, this kind of told from the perspective of, uh, you know, his lover, the love, the persona's, uh, you know, lover of the person who's going away, I guess. So let's see how this goes. I haven't played this one too much since I was busking, so let's see here. thought I could get me a mule guitar like this made out by a fellow named Matt Ike up in Saginaw, Michigan. I think he gives uh, nationals run for their money when it comes to the makeup of them. But, you know, I got this guitar just by happenstance running into real folks who I guess just meant what they said. Uh, this uh, guitar player named K.K. Hammond over in uh, London, she saw some of my stuff. I started posting videos probably about seven, eight months ago. And she sent my stuff over to Matt Ike. And Matt Ike, he saw my stuff and saw me playing on an old Kalamazoo. That's what I usually play on when I practice and such. And he was like, kind of set out that he was going to make uh, 
he was going to make me a guitar and give it to me along with my good friend Jay. They gave me this instrument uh, just just out of love. And so it's a mule guitar. It kicks back a lot still, but I think I'm starting to get a little hang of it. Um, <laughs> it's a powerful instrument, honestly. So. Yeah. Does Jay also play um, yeah. that kind of on a resonator? Yeah, he plays Delta Blues and Country Blues, a lot of slide guitar. Yeah, got, got it for me, and I um, hope I can do him justice a little uh. bit. Yeah, so. Can you tell us about some other young players who are doing the kind of music that you're doing? I mentioned I was up at Jalopy Theater. There's a lot of really talented, I think, uh, musicians kind of keeping the old time and the pre-war and, uh, you know, just uh, kind of the old country blues alive a lot up there. Someone comes to mind is Jerome Paxton, uh, Farrell Foster. Um, those are two, some of the finest musicians I met up there. Al Deneen, Miriam L. Hodgley. Within country blues itself, you know, Cedric Burnside, I think he's a grandson of, of uh, R.L. Oh. Um, he just came out with a new album that I think is real, real tight. And he does a lot of throwbacks, but he does a lot of his own stuff too. But he's got a beautiful cover. I think the first song that R.L. ever recorded was uh, Bird of a Feather. The song is Bird of a Feather. Cedric does a really beautiful version of that. Out of Georgia, there's this uh, musician named John Tavis Willis, who I think is one of the finest uh, country blues guitar pickers out there. 
if y'all can get your hands on him, uh, I definitely recommend. He's uh, he's something else. I really like kind of like folks who's work outside of the genre too. Out in Northern Kentucky, there's a uh, my good friend Jay Skaggs. I think he does some really really great Americana folk music. He's starting to get a get a little steam behind him, which I'm pretty excited about. Jordan Daniel Smart. Yeah, they, yeah. There's, a, there's, there's a lot of cats, I think, holding it down. They're recognizable, but in the scene, I know them, you know? Yeah. It makes me a pallet on your flow. It makes me a pallet on your flow. spoken in a blues song and looking at the guitar is kind of like the chorus in a Greek theater responding to mm -hmm. what the voice is saying. 
that's kind of like how it really seemed to start. Instead of having a chopping axe, like figuring out how to make that vibe on a guitar and uh, being able to do a field holler over it. I think the vocals charms me, you know, I, I love the guitar playing and really good guitar players, but you know, when you hear Ed Bell singing on Mamlet Blues, you know, talking about his gal, it's just like the, the singing is what actually makes it. When you listen to old Blind Lemon or Charlie Patton, it's not just his guitar playing that's really doing it. It's, mm -hmm. it's really his vocal and his vocal exercises, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I think it definitely, it has a lot to do with vocal or uh, a harmony between the two. Sometimes I'm still kind of like, you know, striving for that, that liminal state where each match each other correctly, I guess, in a way that's frenetic and uh, powerful, so. Remember you 
Yeah, Robert Johnson's always going to be a, kind of a top dog. I mean, he's definitely, that's what my dad used to listen to. That was really my introduction to the pre-war blues. I've listened to Love in Vain by Robert Johnson like a thousand times. I still can't play it right, but I still think it's, I think that's one of the most beautiful songs. And of all the music I've heard since then, even within the genre, I still, I still might say that, you know. It's, Love in Vain might be one of the most beautiful songs ever written, you know. Huh. What little history we do know about those musicians, you know, Robert Johnson's almost like this, you know, this Jesus figure, he went out, you know, this Tom Joe figure went out into the woods, came back, right? It's curious when you actually meet people who met him and, you know, Sunhouse has said a lot about him, but I think everything Sunhouse says, everybody takes with a little grain of salt now. I think John Hammond Jr. or something like that had a had an old documentary where he was tra kind of tracing the origins of Robert Johnson or whatever like that, but he actually found Willie Mae, who's the woman that Johnson's uh, speaking to at the end of Love in Vain, she could recite his lyrics to some of his songs. Hadn't seen him since he got on a train, but you know, she, she had no idea that he'd written a song about her, right? And that had been recorded. That also like increases the impact of some of that music. I wish I knew a little bit more about the other musicians kind of around him, you know? I, I wish I knew more about, you know, Sun House's life and Charlie Patton's life, but there ain't too much info really about that, you know, so. And what was it that Robert Johnson brought when he came back from wherever he was? His voice is very preternatural, you know, it's, it's very, it reminds me of Michael Jackson, honestly, you know, he's got this huh. Michael Jackson-esque voice and he's singing, cool. he's singing these really high chorus notes, but I think what, since I've been learning about the blues and you return to his repertoire is how much of the stuff that he borrowed, but also kind of how amazingly how much of the stuff he definitely created himself like uh, up jump the devil preaching blues by him you know i don't i don't think i've ever heard a blues riff like that from anybody else uh but you know then you got his stuff like you know in d and stuff where it's very much lonnie johnson-esque uh who's another really big guitarist back then lonnie johnson might be you know one of the biggest go-getters in my opinion he's his his stuff's something else uh give jimmy page a run for his money I pull up on the exit ramp. I say, Yo, man, he 
You say you want me to pay your fare? I say no, man. I'll drop you off right here. We ask him how he gonna get there, wherever it be. He say he gonna catch the L and A. The L and A don't got no ticket, man. Say I know an engineer up there. to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky and by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. More at wookoutamerica.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps. There are always lots of people to thank for each and every Red Barn radio program, and tonight we want to thank Nat Myers for being our guest. Our volunteers and staff make our production happen beautifully each week. Thank you all for listening to our webcast and watching us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and those listening to us on the network of Red Barn stations and media worldwide. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. The Red Barn Radio website has updates and further information on our guests and our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. And now once again, please welcome back Nat Myers to the Red Barn stage. Don't bother him. Woo. 
matter here. My friend Rooster, he know who to play that again. When he step in the ring, don't think no will. music southern style the best music from the roots of the south and sharing this music with the world 